girl is oh this is like this topic here for me yesterday literally i woke up girl crying because i was like just wow god i can't believe you chose me because the, the the people that i have relationships with females especially even men girl it be like the men are broken and the women are bitter and i tell people all the time i don't what i haven't done through all what i've been through i have not let go of this fairytale dream relationship i'm gonna have because i speak it and i believe it and it's gonna happen but i had to stop putting myself in situations for the bad because you can you the red flags be right there hey girl hey welcome to single you the podcast i'm your host rika robinson I'm a dog mom of two beautiful, precious, sweet pit bulls. I'm a daughter. I'm a lover of Will Smith. I mean, literally, since I was nine, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I finally started rocking my curly fro back in 2017 and never looked back. It's been a journey. I'm a motivational speaker, the single girl's life coach, the CEO and founder of Single You, my online community for single women. And you'll often hear me say that singleness is not a punishment. Your single season is not a season to endure, sweetheart. It's a life and a life worth living. You just got to design it. Now, my intention in Single You, the podcast, is to help you discover your worth so that you can stop tying your identity to men. You are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Thank you for listening. Let's do it. Let's get into episode 12, a conversation with D. Irving. Stop making it so convenient for a man to date you. So a little bit about Duana Irving is her real name. D. Irvin is her nickname, and she is a woman who certainly lives up to her moniker. A product of New Orleans Ninth Ward, the polarizing entrepreneur, influencer, and author has experienced it all from crime, fast money, and near-death experiences to betrayal and heartbreak, unfortunately, all in the name of love and loyalty. However, that way of life nearly destroyed hers until she made a change for the better. Now, she shares her roller coaster story of tragedy to triumph in her raw and uncut new book, When a Dab Spills the Tea. And we'll get into the uh, definition of dab in this episode. And all right, just a note on this episode. You know how I just said she's raw and uncut? Yes, D. Irving is, and I love it. So there are cuss words in this episode. So if you don't want to hear the N-word, the P-word, this may not be the episode for you. Or if you have kids around and you don't want them to hear this episode, maybe listen to it later. Or, you know what? Hey, put your headphones on, okay? We grown women around here. We got this. I'd be cracking myself up, okay? All right, so you know my intention when I bring you stories is so you can learn from their story because while the destination is the same for everyone I interview and myself, that we've discovered our worth, we've learned how to date in a healthy way. The destination is the same, but the journey may be different. And in each of our stories, we can learn from each other, learn what to do and not to do when it comes to relationships and dating and men. We can learn about red flags to look out for, what's healthy and what's not healthy, what's okay and what's not okay. And you will notice that every woman I bring to the table for you to listen to, you will notice that nobody had the conversation with her about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. And I bet nobody had that conversation with you as well. So I put the WW on my chest, Wonder Woman, (laughs) and I made it my mission and my job to be a light for you. So let's get into the episode. This is D. Irving's story. Yeah, so no, like you, I'm a motivational speaker and I'm a life, a certified life coach and I help women discover their worth so that they can stop tying their identity to men, right? And stop being a man pleaser. Yeah, exactly. So I read your story and I'm like, I'm gonna have to buy her book because um, it is, I am all for women who are like, nah, F these dudes. Like, 
we are worthy regardless of our relationship status. So I just want to say that I really right. And I always tell people all the time, just because you've been through a bad relationship, I love men. You know, even though you've been through this, your heart has not hardened to op- to men who are for you. I've prayed so you. hard for that because yeah. Yeah. I've seen so many and interacted with so many broken and bitter women that feel like, oh, all men are dogs and all this. I don't believe that. All the niggas that dogs over me, I still don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no, just because I want pure, genuine happiness. But we also have to look into ourselves. We we make it so convenient. We make it so convenient for men. And I beat myself up about this all the time because if I like you, girl, and you got some money, girl, you see all the red flags. You be like, girl, I ain't worried about that. And then the moment you wake up and be like, girl, I can't believe this. Why you can't believe it? Yep, yep. You can't not believe it because you yep. saw it. And for me, I'm big on self-inflicting. So my friends tell me, you know, you know, you like the ox in the crew when it comes to men. And I was like, I don't want y'all to feel like that, you know, I don't y'all know I get hurt, but they just feel like I'm a savage. And like I told him, it's not that. Is I kind of keep this guard up, but when I let it down, it's let down at my at my expense. So if I want to close it back, put it back up, I could do it so fast, and I would not talk to you. We could have been. You could have thought I was gonna marry you yesterday, and today I act like I don't know you. But that comes through growth and pain and hurting, all this kind of stuff. So I don't never let myself get too attached no more. Yeah, yep. especially and, when you know it's like an unbalanced scale. I'm nah, you know, if it's fun right now, yeah, that's cool, but I know how to kind of balance it all. And it said that, yeah, in the beginning, you fell for him because you were memorized by the nice cars, the clothes, the money, the lifestyle. He was charming, all of that. You meet this guy, and what did you like about him? That little girl, what did she like about this guy? Girl, he was just fancy and it sort of sink. And the nigga was on a bicycle, but he had on jaw ends and jabos and stuff that the it guys wore back then. Mm-hmm. And like I'm the type of person my dad was like this for me. It was always all about me. So his little girl, like everything just revolved around me. So for me, that's kind of like a weak spot for me with men. If you just have all your attention on me and you just want to spend all your time and just everything with me, oh, you you got me now. Yeah. And how old were you then? My first hood drug dealing boyfriend, I was 13. 13. Yeah, but that was like the lifestyle you grew up in. So that was yep. for you, right? My dad was into the streets and had... Nice cars, old school classic with rims and all this and all that. He had all the women. So it was just like a norm. Yeah. And so I love how you say you, when a dad puts girls on game, right? So when you were younger, do you feel like you were put on game? Did anybody have conversations with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship? Or no, you just thought this is how I'm dating. This is how I've seen people date. So I'm going to do it this way. No, my my cousins, my big cousin, and my god sister, they all they dated was drug dealers. So we thought that was what it was to do. You wanted to be like your big cousin because she got all the BB jogging suits and the bags and going out of town and stuff like that. And you know, the younger ones, we looked up to her. She was buying us all shoes and stuff like that. So of course we wanted to be down with what she had going on. Yeah, yeah. And so the guy that you write about in your book, was that the guy that you met when you were 13? No, I met him years later. Okay, so how years. old were you then? Um, I probably was about 21, maybe. Yeah. 2007, I was 21. 21. Okay, and were you drawn in by the flashiness again and he, spoiled, he started spoiling he, So, so, So listen, my thing with guys is still to this day, this is the kind of guys I like well. They're not really flashy, but you know, you can really tell by a man's demeanor, his status. And he just had this standoff status where when I would see him out, 
him and his friends, like he had these two friends I would always see him with, but they was just hyped, turned up. I don't like those kind of guys. I wanted to know who the quiet one is over there in the corner, not really saying nothing. But I see him with his little Rolex on, and you know, he got his little stuff on, so he must be somebody getting some kind of money. And I kind of like flirted with him first, and we went from there. But again, me, I'm very aggressive. Like when it comes to dating and the men, I don't really have time to wait to see if you're going to holler at me. If I like you, I'm going to holler at you. Yeah. So that's how that happened. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> yeah. So you start talking to this dude, you holler at him. Do you feel like, um, now looking back, do you feel like the relationship with him, it went, it, you went way too fast? Like you just jumped right in? No, because we didn't even really, we dated then, but back then I was doing me, he had a girlfriend. So we pretty much used to hook up, smoke and go out to eat and stuff like that. And then he wound up going to jail. So years went by i hadn't seen him so i was like oh, i wonder what happened to him but you don't never digging further into it because it wasn't it wasn't nothing to it yeah. so just so happened someone reached out to me a mutual friend it was like such and such looking for you and i was like who i was like where he been i ain't seen him yada 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 it was like oh he in jail i was like oh give him my number not thinking nothing was gonna come out of it yeah. before you know it we engaged i'm redoing my house to get ready for him to come home girl all kind of now i look back feel like psycho shit and hold on hold on hold on hold on you gave him you told him to call you while he was in jail yes wow thing one that was wrong right <laughs> looking wow. back thing one ding 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 yeah <laughs> yeah so let's okay so in in um in your bio no 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 i think this is what you wrote on instagram you wrote Love is a dangerous game, especially when living the street life. One of the biggest lessons I learned is to always put yourself first because that is what others will do. You will be second to them, but you will never be first. So let's unpack that. Were you talking about that relationship? So you, you tell him to call you, he's in jail, y'all start talking. Like you said, next thing you know, you engage and you're doing all these things. So it seems to me you put him first. I, I, I did. At, at one point, I definitely did because around that same time, the Super D character was just like beginning to blossom. Mm -hmm. I was getting video gigs and all kind of stuff that just was happening. This was before I even, of course, thought about the book, but it was just me pursuing my modeling career. I hadn't already had like two um, shoots for magazine publishing and and I don't know if we want to be shadowed over our men or what. I still quite haven't figured that out yet because for me, um, if I'm dating somebody, I like my guy to show me off, to feel like, yeah, I'm, she with me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's just me. I'm, I'm that type of girl. But um, it takes a certain kind of man to embrace that and don't become jealous or don't be insecure and for years i told him he was insecure and he never believed it but especially now looking back he's very insecure and when i did the first professional shoot i got in um black men of pressure one of them i think it was pressure first magazine i was so excited when i tell you happy and when I sent this on, it was the worst. He made me feel like the worst. You hear me? And it really, like, at that point, it hadn't broken me yet. It didn't break me. But because I've always, since a young girl, was a girl that knew I wanted to be a wife, I wanted to be in a relationship, I wanted to have more kids and stuff like that, that made me feel like I can't do that if I want a husband but that's not true because it takes a person or whoever is your person they're going to be secure with not only themselves but with you and your biggest thing was because i was half naked what do they got to do with anything it ain't like i'm half naked with a man or you know what i'm saying nothing of that nature that's disrespectful to you and this was something that made me happy we have to learn how to live within ourselves and do what makes us happy because at the end of the day 10 years later 
He ain't gave a shit about nothing that made me unhappy. He did what he felt was best for him. And I feel and I know and I believe if I would have did what I wanted to do and what made me happy at that moment, my modeling career wouldn't have been cut short. You know, now, yeah, I'm still fine as fuck, but I don't want to be 40 years old still taking news. Like, that's just my personal opinion about things. Right, right. And yes, you would still be beautiful. How old are you now? Thank you. 34. Yeah, black don't crack, I'm telling you. Listen, ain't you young. I, look, I'm older than you. I'm 37. So, okay, I want to go back to, because I love telling the story of the timeline. Like, you meet, y'all start dating, and what red flags were you passing up that you know now you will never pass up again. So y'all met, you gave him the number. How many you won't? That's what I'm saying. We about to break all of this down because I want women, I want us to see it in the beginning. And like you said, not making it so convenient for you to just date me. It shouldn't be that easy. Like we need to have standards. So, and and the reason, and the way we teach that is through our stories, right? And so you give him the number, he starts calling you. Y'all obviously are only talking at this point. There's no physical, there's nothing. You're just getting to know him. While he was in jail, jail, besides the fact that he was in jail, were there any red flags when you were talking to him? So at the beginning, no. And it's crazy how you have to take a look back to see like, damn. Just like the saying about the wolf in sheep clothing, that happens all the time because the enemy puts exactly what you can see with your visual eye right in front of your face. So that's what you go to in the whole while something else is over here, but you can't see it. I knew that this is what I wanted. So everything we would talk about, it was just perfect. Want a family. Don't have no, because that was my biggest thing at one time. I don't date nobody with kids and all this and all that. No kids. No baby mama drama, you know, just none of this stuff that was physically right here that was going on with other people that I was dating and talking to or whatever. So everything about this was, it felt like it was right. This is it. And I was on this spiritual journey. I wasn't having sex. I'm like, he in jail. We don't got to have sex. So I'm like, yes, this it, this it, this it. He about to come home. First red flag. He told me from the day we talked, he was coming home. I want to say two years later, a year and a half. That time came, never came home. That was the first flag right there. So when he didn't come home, that's when I made the decision to move to Atlanta. I left. I was like, I'm going to pursue my career, whatever, whatever. So I left. I did that, and it was great for the first two years. And then I just started feeling lonely again and empty and all this stuff. So I'm back to what's normal, him. Oh, uh, let me see what that was. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So four years later, then he finally comes home. Were you still talking to him at this moment while you moved to Atlanta pursuing your career? Yeah, on like we wouldn't talk like we would just do all the time. Right. Because before I left, we would talk all day. He had a cell phone, so we would talk all day. It just was right. everything was me and him, pretty much. Right. Um, so, so when you were talking to him while he's in jail, like you said, you, you were having all these conversations about things that you wanted, right? So you fell for him saying all the things that you needed to hear because you thought that yeah. you wanted instead of, you know, like you said, and I'm a Christian, and I, I, you know, and the Bible says you will know my people by their fruits. And it's already like this red flag of you being in jail and then you lying about when you yeah. home, and even the fact that he has a cell phone knowing that's a rule in jail, you're not supposed to have a cell phone. So it's like, you're a liar, you're sneaky. When people show you who they are, believe them. You got to believe them. Yeah, and Maya Angelou tried to teach us that, right? Like she tried to rest in peace. Um, but you, you, were, you were basically manipulated through the conversations you were having because he was saying all of these things that honestly he couldn't even back up while he was in jail. So do you think that that is why you kept going back to him even though you moved, even though you're trying to pursue your career, you kept this connection? It was like, and for for me, people that really, um, I don't know, uh, that looks from the outside, all they see is the stuff. Like, I've always was the girl that had guys with money and stuff. So none of that didn't matter no more. 
Like none of that didn't matter because it still wasn't fulfilling the emptiness. He was the only person fulfilling it. The only thing is he wasn't physically here and he was still sending money. Girl, I mean, $800 a month from the jailhouse, sending money, doing shit, like, and it just felt, he made me feel like I didn't need nobody else when it came to a male. And again, on this spiritual journey with me not wanting to have sex and this, that, and the other. So it was kind of like perfect. And for somebody that I sat there and told everything to all my deep, dark secrets, I felt like this was going to be my husband. This nigga was so fire with it. He hadn't got his mama to give me a ring and everything. We was engaged and everything. So then he gets home. He gets home after four years. And then what happens? Because from my understanding and reading your bio and just what, you know, what your book is about, this quickly became abusive. Um, was it physically or mentally? What kind no, of? It was. It was more. He have never hit a woman. Never. Okay. He's not. And I be having because when we talk about the book and stuff before we, before I really like totally stop talking to me, we always say, um, "You got people feeling like I'm a bad guy." And I was like, "No, that's really not the case. It's not that you're a bad guy. You just did some." fucked up shit like it's just some stuff i wouldn't do and for me and him i feel like he was disloyal like even another red flag his mom passed away this lady was like my ride or die even because in a in a in jail none of this stuff was going on before she passed away so she never even experienced this side of him. And even he said it, he was like, I know my mom is turning in her grave because I told him, I really don't know who you are. Like, this is not the person that I know. So he would get mad when I say that, but I'm like, you know, if you ever were to be that person that you once were, or if you would have been that person, then it could have worked, but you're not that person. So this new person you are, it doesn't work for me. And it was even worse because throughout all those years, I hadn't changed. I wasn't the same girl I was 10 years ago, but I changed for the better. And to flip that, he changed for the worse. Um, for the funeral, long story short, one of the girls that he was dealing with came to the funeral, but it clearly showed that at that moment you were messing with her when the girl walked up i said you messed with her girl in the middle of the service and he was like what i said you mess with her i said i don't know who she is i said but she never even once looked in that casket her whole her body language her demeanor her aggravation everything was on me and him we sitting in the front of the church coupled up I got my ring on, he got his ring on, and these people that read the program, yada, 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 fiance, Dewana Irvin, and she's crushed. And a week after that, this girl sends me screenshots, a whole plethora of screenshots of everything that he's telling her. Oh, I'm just yeah. a girl that he, oh, we, it ain't like that no more. She just told me with my mama funeral, yada, yada, yada. You know how she is with my family, girl, all this. So now I'm in a rage. So obviously he he cheated on you. So let me ask you this, though. The old D. Irvin, when that happened, were you upset with her or him? I'm never, never, yeah. never. And I played it so cool. I texted her back. I said, um, okay, no emotions, no nothing. I ain't say nothing. When he called... When I tell you I went crazy, that was super, super deep. Girl, I went crazy. And I was like, listen, this done. I'm finally going to move on. I'm going to start dating seriously now, not just messing with a nigga because of what he got or what I'm going to move on. You need to do what you say you're going to do, what you told that girl who you plan to be with. You found out that he was cheating. And then was that the straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah, that, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Did he try to deny it when you brought that, that woman up? He, he he tried, but I started, when I answered the phone, I just started reading the messages and he was just screaming like, what are you saying with that? And I just kept reading, kept reading, girl, never stopped, kept reading, because it was a million text messages. So he was like, she lying and this, that, and other. I was like, bitch, your number is clearly yeah. on the messages. Yeah, the screenshot, right, right. Yeah. So I do want to uh, back up a little bit because 
I like how you said he was insecure, which was a red flag. Um, and then, and then I want to talk about your dating and stuff and, and if you're doing it differently now, but you said that he was insecure and th that was red flags. Can you, do you have any like examples of how he was showing his insecurity? Um, this is my favorite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a few too. I got a few too on how, cause I truly believe that an insecure man will either leave you or abuse you. Like it's not Ooh, yes. a relationship. Like you yep. It's people. not gonna work. Yeah. It's not gonna work, especially right. with a person like me. That's just not gonna work at right. all. And you're a beautiful woman, so I know that you got some stories. So go ahead, tell your favorite. I said, um, cause somebody asked me to do a video. Um, it wasn't no nasty video or nothing like that. It was just a, a rap video. So, and he was like, "Oh, that's all you wanna do is being a nigga video shaking your asses." And I was like. First of all, nigga, you met me in a club, and I love to dance, and if I'm going to get paid to dance, I'm going to dance. So, I said, what if I was an actor? I said, I had to play a sex role for a million dollars. What would you have to say? This fool said, you don't need the money that bad. I said, wrong fucking answer. And that stuck with me, and that's crazy, because this had to happen. Like, girl, this was early on. That was weird to me. Like, who are you? Like, are you afraid that I'm going to cheat on you? Are you jealous of another man? Like, I don't really understand it because for me, in a relationship, when I'm dating, I'm okay with sleeping with one person at a time. I'm cool with that. I don't really like all the clinginess anyway. So if I don't see you for a day, cool, whatever. I got a lot of stuff going on, so that pretty much works for me. But I'm not sitting around thinking, oh, I wonder what he's doing. Let me see what he's doing. Da, da, da. No, I want to see you and be happy to see you. How was your work day? Whatever you got going on. His whole, yeah, we never, we never was going to make it. Never compatible. And never. So my aunt gave me this good advice after I got out of that relationship. Actually, she gave it to me before, and I should have listened to her. <laughs> But it definitely was, um, you need a busy man because you're a busy woman. And if you got a man who's insecure and he ain't got shit going on, he gonna be all Girl. Especially if he knows what he's doing in the dark, right? So my, yep. my abusive ex, which that relationship ended in 2017, he was cheating on me the whole time. And every single day, there was some type of accusing me of cheating. Exactly. Like, what are you, girl, yeah. this thing, I used to be saying, you think, I don't have nothing to do but give away my good pussy. What? I, I don't even have that much time. Listen, my vision for my life and my future is so big. I want a jet, nigga. I don't got time to be getting fucked. What are you talking about? That don't even really be on my mind. And it be so funny because people laugh all the time. But I tell them, I've been fucking since I was 12. Trust me. I don't care about that. Yeah. Like, I can literally go months, and I got toys, so none of that really bothers me. Yeah. I'm cool. Girl, like, I'm, I'm, shoot, I'm, come December of 2020, that'll be my two-year celibacy anniversary. Like, I don't have time. It was never. Girl, that is amazing. We're going to have to have a drink today. <laughs> right, exactly. It, I'm telling because to me, it wasn't worth it. And so one of my sayings is. That is it right there. Yeah, yeah. One of my sayings is, I've never met a woman who said, oh man, I wish I would have started having sex earlier. We always yeah, wish that we would have I waited. wish I would have waited later, later, later. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, 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 you know? So Girl. I, I just was like, yeah, two years ago after, so after my abusive ex, I got into a relationship with a dude who took $10,000 from me. But I will say this, he did pay me back. I will say that. But after Good. that one, I was like, you know, Taylor Swift has a song and one of her lyrics is, you can tell me when it's over, was the high worth the pain? And I'd be like, no, that shit be having you so high. <laughs> no, but that's what we want to be attracted to a man through our mind, not our body. Cause I feel like our yeah. body will always lie to us. Cause we always gonna get horny. We always gonna get those feelings. Oh, he, especially if he fine and got money like, all that material stuff, it is attractive, but that can't be the only thing. And so yep. our body 
be like, hey, hey, girl. Like, they want to be touched. So we have to be stronger than that in order to get the actual connection and healthy yep. relationship that we want, at least for me and, and, and in my opinion. And honestly, in my Single You Academy group coaching, that's what we talked about this past Saturday. I had a woman on there who waited until she was married to have sex and how hard it was. It was such a deep and beautiful conversation because there are some people who will make you think like it's the easiest thing to do. It's not easy, but the conversation we had around that, I feel like these are conversations that we're not having and we need to be having just even me and you. And this is why we all, you are doing, I'm doing what we're supposed to be doing um, in having these conversations by putting women on game to this is healthy, this is not healthy, this is abuse. Your yep. man will you know, either leave you or abuse you. So um, in, in your um, biography uh, that I read about your book, When a Dab Spills the Tea, it says, D. Irving is bold and transparent in the book, revealing things most people might be ashamed of. However, she is a firm believer that one must come to grips with their past in order to move forward. Either way, readers will be shocked, entertained, and educated by the hard truth and wisdom on each page. So what, it, what, it, what do you think some people would have been ashamed of? So when you say you're revealing things most people might be ashamed of, what are the things that you did for this man that you're like, I will never do this again? Girl, bringing drugs to the jail. Girl, doing all kinds of shit, going up there flying from Atlanta to New Orleans, then driving four hours there and four hours back for a two-hour visit. Girl, girl, they, and, and guess what? I didn't, I didn't regret it until, cause I've been, I was, I'm on papers now, but I was on papers for like three years and last year, 2019, yeah, I got off 2019. No, this year. What does on papers mean? Probation. Oh, okay. I just had to clear that up. I was like, hold on, what is that? <laughs> so okay. I um I had I was in the process of remodeling my house again because my tenant moved out and I was like, I think I'm gonna just sell the house so you know I could just stay full in Atlanta. So and we in here was supposed to move to Atlanta and all this other stuff. So I was like, well, once he can leave, we'll move out the house and go to Atlanta. Girl, um, we didn't even get to this point. So he had two bitches pregnant at the same time. While he was dating and, you. And wanted me to still be with him. So he said that we wasn't together. That's what he said. We wasn't together. I was with the guy that I remember I told you I met a guy and started dating him. Yeah. He said it, it happened when we was when I was with the guy. Whatever. Okay, cool. So for me, loyalty, I have never been pregnant since I got with him. Yeah. Even in the prison, never been pregnant, never had an abortion, never had a miscarriage, never. And that was the line of respect that I had for him because I had great candidates that I could have had a baby for and lived happily ever after. But because you didn't have any children, this is something that we prayed about, talked about, for the last nine years and you come home for 30 days and make two babies on me? Wow, okay. And I would battle with myself and be like, well, that ain't my children, so yada, yada, yada. And, you know, just all this kind of stuff that I was trying to put in my brain to give it a try. Make and excuses for him. Yeah, yeah. like, girl, it <laughs> went hey. So in the midst of all of this, you know, I'm still on papers. I got to pay $600 a month for probation. So my judge was like, well, you've been doing good, yada, yada, yada. Your probation officer asked me to release you off the papers because you're, um, you're writing a book, you're in school and all this and all that. He said, if you can pay the balance, then I'll let you off. The balance was like $5,000. Keep in mind, you got money. When I stopped having sex with him, he said he wasn't giving me the money. Yep. What the? When I tell you that, listen, I felt like I was dying inside. Like, no lying. Wow. Wow. And I tell people all the time, we got to stop putting ourselves in a wife position and you're not somebody's wife. 
and even as a wife, you don't be stupid for nobody. So I was, and he would, he had them manipulated to, he had them manipulated me to believe I should have been acting and doing things like a wife and you shouldn't leave and this and other, we could work through this and all this and all that. And I'm like, girl, and it's crazy because guess what? I still did all that. And then a crazy thing, when we first got engaged, we asked each other, what was our deal breaker? And my deal breakers was, if you ever have a baby on me, that's a no for me. Like, that's it. And his deal breaker, I think, was get pregnant. And I don't even really know what else. I think that was his deal breaker, too. Like, get pregnant or sleep with one of his friends or some shit like that. So I was like, well, that would never happen. But neither the pregnancy shit. I knew I was not going to have... Because I went through so much mentally with having a kid at 14, I knew the next time I have a baby, I'm going to be married. It's going to be with my husband. So I knew that that was never going to happen. So that, you know, that wasn't nothing to me. That, you know, deal breaker, cool. So when I woke up that day and realized your word 10 years ago, you stand on principle and word. You're not doing what you speak and talk about. Why are you putting yourself in this situation? The one thing you asked him not to do, he did it. So, girl, and I was yeah. done. Yeah. When I tell you done, and it was like the hardest thing in the world for me because I went through it a whole year later, still was going through it. And yeah. as time went on, it just got easier. And I saw him about for my grandfather's funeral in September, and it was like, <laughs> you were past that. You grew. Girl, I laughed. So hard, and I was like, dang. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, yeah. So I do want to talk about that. I only have a few more questions. And one of them is okay, so you break up with him, you pack all his stuff up. And I know that, again, in your bio, it says that you did go to counseling because you were suffering from anxiety and depression from that relationship. So, how did you heal? What was your healing process? Um, outside of, you know, the therapy? Was there anything else you were doing? Because therapy is good. I'm 100% for that. Girl, every morning, I, again, I'm very spiritual. So every single morning I would get up. Sarah Jakes, because if you know Sarah Jakes' story, she had a, Sarah Jakes. She had a baby at 15. Yes. Yes. niggas. So yes. we on the same path, girl. I need to get where you at. So I'm listening. And if you know anything about Joyce Myers, yep, uh, yep, she been through a lot. Her father molested her for years, and she was bitter and broken. And I wasn't molested by my dad, but I was bitter and broken. And I needed to learn how to look. Girl, I was a mean, nasty bitch, girl. And that's not me. Girl, when I tell you everybody around me who didn't want to be around me, like, bitch, what's wrong with you? I was like, that's who I was angry. And then I was more mad because my bestest friends, my cousin that's like a brother, nobody really ex approved of this because you was locked up. And they know, bitch, you got all the niggas everybody else want, and you with this nigga in jail? Like, what's wrong with you? So now, all the shit, I'm holding you down and making it like, oh, no, he ain't like that, this, this, this. And you come home and slap me in the face and everybody like, and yeah. I never cared about what nobody said, but for me, it was more of a, they said it, and I'm backing you up, and you ain't never backed me up. You, yeah, yeah, you, you just, were defending him, which is what we do when we really like a guy. Like you, ooh. I mean, it's just our friends can say it. We can even know, like, this is wrong, this is wrong. But when we don't know right and wrong in relationships or what's healthy and unhealthy, we just do it because we think, well, I love him, and I can't help who I love. So it's gonna be him. And my biggest thing, I we have to help our women get strength i told my children i have never besides when i was young and turned up and going out and partying i have never been this happy like i am at so much peace yeah just peace. girl yeah. when i tell you i be in la la land me myself and a dog yeah yeah so okay so you're a psychology major you're a homeowner did i hear you slip that in yeah yeah but I Selling for bigger and better things. I, I go to the week. So, I'm excited. So obviously you've been taking care of yourself this whole time and working and doing yeah. your thing. That's good to, to continue to put yourself first while you were even going through all this drama. So now you could leave and be on your own. 
what advice would you give old you the day she met him this guy what advice would you give that girl say there's a girl right now listening who was you back then what would you tell her hi and bye nice talking to you hope all is well yeah like and it's really like and it's, it's it's so sad because even even to his baby mama like you you was in a cut the, the whole time when he told you we was engaged he cut you off and then when i left him for a minute he just picked you right back up and that's the girl who's at the funeral and now you got a baby for him and he fucking all over you because he got a baby y'all children are born on the same day they are they apart one day apart so you letting somebody bring you through the ringer that wasn't even your old man yeah and you still going through the ringer that's that's crazy to me yeah so how you let a man come home after doing 11 years get you pregnant with no house no nothing but a car right so how are you i lied because i do have one more question i forgot to ask you about your dating now how are you dating now if you are i don't even know you're dating and what are the red flags you look out for to make sure you do not end up in one of these relationships again i i'm big on communication mm -hmm. so i'm not dating but i do have somebody that is really really close <laughs> Yeah. And that's probably who I am gonna date, but we taking it really, really slow because we were really, really tight. But um, it's just like I want to learn a person inside out. Like we do stuff like send text messages. Uh, we write each other letters. Oh yeah, yeah. And so do you feel like you're building a friendship with him? Like you really? Yeah, because I'm in dating. I'm just how I am, just regular me. Like I don't, I don't sugar. I'm, I think I'm. My friends say I'm too open, but that works for me, cause I didn't done, done so much and messed with so many different niggas, girl. I don't have time to be lying and covering nothing up, cause that's the old me. I don't do that no more. So either you gonna accept me for who I am, or just don't fool me. I'm okay. I'm happy with me now, so I don't care. Yeah, I don't really care how you feel. So now it's like, okay, this is who I used to be. This is who I am now. And this is where I'm going. Who are you? Who were you? What are your plans? I don't care if you got Louis Vuitton and you got money. You got, I don't care about none of that. I'm trying to see what is your future for your family, for your kids? How do you feel about me when we go out? And I know all the bouncers and the niggas that on the club and all that because if i'm with you i'm with you you don't got to worry about none of that other stuff that's just who i once were so hey whatever what do you how do you feel about your mama how you feel about women because a man's reaction to a woman how he perceives her says a lot about him in a relationship in dating and one of my best friends um give you the quick version one of my best friends he's been married for years and he's unhappy and he uh found out his wife was cheating but he's like i told him he's a narcissist because you're making this big old deal about it and yes i understand everything you're telling me but the root of your marriage started with you making yourself believe she was somebody that she wasn't. So I'm confused. Yeah. And why are you so puzzled? You wanted to believe she was a good girl, but you knew she was a hoe. So because of you with your money and your stuff and your position in life, you had that power to tone her down, have these babies in this family that you wanted while you were still in the street horn and doing this and doing that. And now 20 years later, Stella then got her groove back and you puzzled. You something. You is something. And he get mad all the time. And then the next day he'll come and be like, bro, you was right. But that's what we as women do too. We believe in that potential. We we make him something. Girl, that's what we do. Yes. Girl, I'm not doing that no more. No. <laughs> Watch. No. Yeah, and I think you dropped some some good questions to be asking as you are getting to know this new man on a friendship level. I love how you said, who are you and who did you used to be? Yes, 
And if you can't appreciate my energy, I can't date you because I'm not going to dumb down who I am, but I am going to draw a different line of respect when I'm in a relationship with somebody. You don't have to tell me how to be a woman. Women need to learn how to always put yourself first. And that is not selfish. I'm not saying we got to be mean to dudes. As we yes. say, keep your heart open. Keep, keep your heart open. And we're building fences, not walls. Fences so you can build a friendship, data collect as you're dating, asking all the questions to get to know him as you're setting those boundaries. Because that's when you set boundaries in those friendships on loving yourself first. That is so good. I always say, stop worrying about if he likes you and stop trying to prove your worth to him start worrying about if you like you him. yep and if you do you even like him do you even like him like Girl, listen, just like does he like you like sit in a closet and look at all those bags and shoes and shit and i would just cry girl i'll be like i i don't i was like this shit ain't gonna work yeah. And no, no matter how bad I thought I was, and you know, yeah. I never felt ugly, but I just felt so empty. And I was like, this ain't, this ain't me. This can't be it, right? I used to be like, this can't be life. This can't be relationships. So your book, When a Dab Spills the Tea, what does dab stand for? Down ass bitch. Hey, I love it. <laughs> and then what do you hope women take away from your book? And where can we buy the book? You putting yourself first doesn't mean that you love your dude any less. You got to love you first. Because if you don't, whoever around you that's loving you or that's showing you, maybe even pretending that they love you, those are the people that's going to hurt you the most. We have to, like you said, one stop uh, with the potential thing. Dealing with relationships and men off of potential. We have to... I really want every woman to fall in love with them first. Because naturally, we were born to be nurturers. You're going to nurture that man. I'm so happy that I have this space away from the guy that I like because he have his own thing going on with his business and all this other stuff. And I have my own thing going on. So... It, it gives us time to, when it ever comes to that, if it's going to be a relationship, we cool. Because you're not looking for me to pour into your relation, into your business, and I'm leaving my shit dry. Who going to pour into mine? Exactly. And them men don't be caring about that, especially when they got money, girl. They would make your business feel like it's this big and your shit popping for real, and they shit ain't popping. But right. they want you to come pop that shit because they know you popping. Yeah. No, we not about to do that. that and then I be stuck and your ass and left me or something and now I got to start all over from scratch. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't want them to be bitter because I'm definitely going to marry a man and be happy. I ain't bitter about no man. I was bitter about that man, that situation. You can get the book at www.thesuperdcollection T-H-E S-U-P-A-D-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-O-N.com. Or you can go on either of my Instagram pages at now or at the Real Super D. Check me out. I do videos on my YouTube channel. The link is in the bio. It pretty much be like six minutes sometimes five minutes just like how me and you talking but i'll just be you know talking myself but it's different topics i do like topic day and everybody send me topics and i pick one from there uh just stuff that i talk to with my clients on the daily that have shit going on in their life and just really run it because again there's a lot of women that's embarrassed and i don't want nobody to feel embarrassed because just because you don't see or know what a bitch going through somebody going through something and I got men clients too because they go through it and they definitely are the ones that hold it in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, through sharing our stories and listening to other people's stories, that is how we heal. That's how I did it. Mm -hmm. Stop making it so convenient for a man to date you, AKA, stop making it so easy 
Like I talked about, what was that, episode four. Stop doing this when a man likes you. And the this is getting excited, okay? I want you to worry about if you like him instead of worrying about, well, does he like me? I need to do this and wear this and tap dance and serve my way and prove that I'm worthy to be loved so he'll stay with me and be loyal. I don't want you to do that anymore. And I understand that sometimes we don't know where to start. We always hear, know yourself, know your worth. Starts with a relationship with yourself. But what does that mean? Maybe you don't know what that means and you don't know where to start. So that's where I come in. I have a 12-week program called Single You Academy. And in this 12-week program, you will go from morphing into who he wants you to be, trying to prove you're worthy to be loved, into a woman who knows exactly who she is, how to say no, and what you want. I got you, okay? 12 weeks, that's three months. That's three modules and 12 lessons. So there's four lessons in each month, the day you sign up. So Single You Academy, early bird, you will get bonuses and also a discounted prize. Hey, hey, it pays to sign up early, okay? All you got to do is sign up for Single You Academy before November the 14th. And I have videos in there for you to start already, okay? Class is open. Class will be in session in December. But again, if you sign up right now before the 14th, you will receive these three bonus videos. What married people mean by relationships are hard. Healthy versus unhealthy relationships, like how to know when to leave him. And number three, how to heal from hurt and trust men again. Seriously, you sign up today, you will get those bonus videos. And there's already one in there for you to start before anybody else. Okay, so more details on Single You Academy. All you got to do is head on over to my website, www.single-u, that's Y-O-U.com slash join. So again, that's www.single-u.com slash join. If you have any questions, you know, I'm always available on Instagram as well. My Instagram is at just me Rika and that's R-E-K-A. Reach out to me if you have any questions. You can go sign up right now or you can ask me questions first. Go ahead and reach out to me. Thank you for listening to Single You, the podcast.